Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership, and let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS. Join Myra, Jeff with a G, Dr. Sam, Jeffrey, and me, Jeff with a J, as we work to debunk those leadership myths. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. All right, friends, we're back together here having a chit chat, and we're going to talk about some generational stuff, because sometimes we talk about millennials like all young people are millennials and boomers like anybody older than you speaker is a boomer. And that's a not fair and B way over generalizing. But what I want to do is share with you really quickly. We've got a review and uh, I want to know if anybody, if this sounds like uh, anybody that you all know, the review says uh, that no more leadership BS podcast may be the best podcast ever high quality content and audio. I listen every week and I just can't wait to hear what the wisdom Myra, Jeff, 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 or Dr. Sam share next. Five stars, definitely recommend. Is that from so Eastern that's pretty Oregon? cool. Uh, no, that's it's, it's my mom. Thanks, mom. Appreciate that. Oh, <laughs> love your mom. Always <laughs> the best. Mom. <laughs> my, my sister, my sister in Eastern Oregon said she was going to send something in, so I was really excited. <laughs> and that may be fully fabricated BS right there to start the gate. So <laughs> all I'll do is uh, <laughs> turn this over to uh to our guest, we have Aaron Borg. Aaron is from 7-9 Media, and I don't want to tell his story because it's not mine to tell. So, Aaron, if you would please uh, take the wheel here and share with us a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, thanks, Dr. Sam and, and the rest of the crew. I appreciate you guys bringing me on because I, too, have actually really enjoyed listening to the podcast to date for the episodes that you guys have been able to post up. A lot of great content out there, so thank you for that. But just the the kind of bullet points for me is I have recently over the course of like the last year or two transitioned into doing media and predominantly like marketing related content for organizations for talent acquisition purposes specifically or employer branding if you want to talk in like age lingo. So I transitioned into that, recognizing kind of some holes in traditional recruiting models, which is what I came from. And so I had spent probably the last 10 years prior to that, you know, working with with HR leaders, working with hiring managers, C-suite staff, you know, my the applicants that I was recruiting, my peers in the organization that I worked for just before starting my business, you know, between my supervisor and I, who he was leading a lot of the charge in building processes. So I was responsible for basically hiring 400 people in two years, despite recruiting in an environment where the wages that were offered were about 20% below local averages. So there was a lot in the way of having to build relationships with people and cultivate this culture of inclusivity and communication, because without that, if you don't have that kind of high pay structure, like it's really difficult to kind of garner interest in an organization. So mm-hmm. a, a bit of a unique background, I would say for, for probably most millennials being that engaged with leadership on a regular basis, but that's kind of who, what I've done for, you know, the last 10 or 12 years. 
Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So you mentioned, you know, unlike most millennials, and let's use that as our springboard to get into it. Let's talk about yeah. some of the, the generational, uh, I would say, myths and stereotypes and how they maybe some are true and some are could be damaging. And let's start with the millennials because you're in that group and that's 25 to 40 years old. We're not talking about, you know, the wee little folks coming out of high school. These are grown adults. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And, you know, and that was one of the things that I just wanted to kind of bring to people's attention, because in so many cases, it feels like the communication around millennials is like talking about defiant teenagers or children that are throwing temper <laughs> tantrums. I'm like, you guys realize that we're all like in most, you know, some of at least my peers, we're on that closer to the 40 year old side. I turned th- 34 this year. And so it's like this narrative that just seems so like like childish in a way um, mm-hmm. just has always kind of bothered me. And, and mm-hmm. because a lot of us now have teenagers of our own, you know, <laughs> so it's just, yeah, it's just been kind of interesting to kind of navigate those conversations and sit back and listen to people of other generations that because we all came into the internet at the same time and had access to that rapid pace of communication that it, it's just been interesting to me to kind of see that this is the narrative amongst all the possible generational discussions that's always kind of led the charge. Right. And we happen to have a couple of different generations represented in our studio here. We can Definitely have folks chime in and, and share what's on their minds. And as we do that, I want to share one thing that's a bit of a pet peeve of mine when we talk about generational things, this notion of people being digital natives. And I've got kiddos, I've got the teenagers, and uh, people say that the, the young kids, they get technology so well. So I asked my kids, you see something on the internet, where'd it come from? And the answer was, my computer. Right. Where'd your computer get it? You don't really know much about how the computer system works. You know that you get stuff that you want to see. And that's a different thing than actually knowing how things work out. So that's part one. Part two is I'm going to stop talking. Friends, what do you have to chime in? <laughs> Generational needs, wants, issues. Oh, man. Well, okay. So I think that we sh- our listeners should know that we, we have an, quite a variety of generations because we do have people that are and I'm air quoting here with my fingers, boomers, we've got ourselves a millennial, we've got ourselves some of that bridge gap, some Gen Xers. So, you know, we're really missing whatever's after the, the millennial generation, that younger, whatever's that, what, what is that one, Aaron? Is that Gen the- uh, Gen, Gen, Gen Z. Z, yeah. Yes, that stands for zombie, correct? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they're always plugged in and they're just like little walking zombies. Uh, <laughs> But I think it's interesting that, that because we have such a boomers and millennials and that generation gap with how we communicate that term digital native, we have to learn how to bridge the gap between the communication styles of those different generations because they all have these great, phenomenal assets. And when they can learn to work together to communicate effectively, a lot of frustration, angst, and anxiety can be alleviated and stressed because, oh, it's just like talking to another human being. Versus I'm talking to a millennial. Ugh, they just don't understand <laughs> <Right>. me. <laughs> yeah. You know? So Aaron, cause you've, you've worked with so many people and in your background is so varied with hiring so many people. What mm-hmm. kind of things did you do to help bridge that gap? Cause I'm assuming you hired multi-generational people or worked with the multi-generations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I hired anything between call center staff to VPs of operation and kind of anywhere in between. And so it was just, and I, and I invest a lot of my time and my brain into leadership. I don't watch a lot of Netflix. I don't really watch any TV at all. And 
for the sole purpose of, of understanding leadership and understanding communication, because when your job calls for you to be an effective communicator as a primary responsibility, you just have to kind of step up and rise you know, to that occasion. And so I learned a lot about what was important to people in Gen X and what was important to boomers. And, and I hate that term. I, I think it just sounds ridiculous because it just, it's like, okay, boomer, which is not what I'm after. Right. Um, but, you know, is just understanding where meeting people where they are. And that's, I think that's the true mark of leadership is being able to understand the people that are not only in your charge, but just understanding people and how to communicate with them. But, you know, in the confines of my job, you know, I, if I knew that I was hiring for call center staff, you know, a lot of those people are that younger demographic. And so I had tech mass texting applications where I could get an 80% response rate from those applicants. Whereas I knew that if I was talking about some C-suite staff that are kind of in that 40, you know, sometimes 50 plus community, I knew that that's probably not the effective strategy. Mm -hmm. Those are, those are people that are, you know, that's more communication than it is information, which you guys had, you know, uh, I don't remember who it was, but had referenced in the last podcast. So I think it was really that it was just kind of understanding, you know, where to meet people on their level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a boomer, Aaron, so I have to jump in here. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> and, and in my long life, I have noticed about every 10 years values shift mm-hmm. as our culture shifts. And as our as our younger generation coming up, they grow up with different values culturally than what we have. And sometimes the older generation doesn't quite get that. So they defend their position and they label sometimes very unfairly mm-hmm. a different generation. And it drives a wedge in between them. Have you have you found that to be true at all? Or is that Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, uh, you know, it's it's just that narrative that is the consistent generational conversation for like, it seems like the last 10 years, this is the same thing that we've heard. It's like just beating a bloody pulp out of a dead horse, right? And so funny enough, so I've had a student that I've been teaching photography and videography stuff to, and she just, she came up to me while we were doing some product photography lessons. And she was like, gosh, you, you guys like referencing kind of like the millennial generation. She's like, you guys all just like have your own businesses, don't you? You know, and so it's just like, I don't know if that's priming from maybe some other boomers or something or Gen X's or whatever in her life. But I just thought it was kind of funny considering our conversation today. But yes, I mean, I, I feel like that's by and large, like the the mass narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and just on that subject, just because what you said, growing up in my era, mm-hmm. uh, it was anticipated that you would get a college education, get a good job right, and stay there till you retire. And then you have a good retirement and blah, blah, blah. I never fit that mold, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but the younger generation are saying, no, nobody else is going to own my life. I'm going to own mine. If I choose to go to work for somebody, it's going to fit my values and my vision of life. And I think that's kind of hard for to bridge that over somebody that values the, you know, the solid retirement and that type of thing is more mm-hmm. risky. 
Yeah, and and I think you know millennials by and large, and I I could be generalizing here, so I temper it with a little bit of that. But like you know, we as a generation have seen what has happened with some some people of older generations, where it's like there's been very high divorce rates, and we've seen and kind of experienced as a generation like being subjected to some lower wages and things like that. So there's like this natural inherent trust amongst you know people in a workplace that's been kind of broken over time and so millennials are a little bit more protected they shoot i i came up on this quote and I can't remember exactly what it was, but basically like, you know, the, the priorities of millennials, it's, it's not like they actively think about, oh, well, I'm so entitled for this thing. It's just like we it's just out of protecting ourselves from kind of what is out there in the universe. Aaron, this is Jeff, a longtime follower, first time caller. Um, uh, as a a longtime fan of of generational leadership, and I've taught classes on generational leadership, and one of the things you always hear about millennials is, and and this is the stereotype, and this is what I hate, is I want my stuff and I want it now. If you're not going to give me my stuff, I'm going to go to some, some, I'm going to go down the street and someone's going to give me my stuff and and they're going to love me. And they hop around a lot. That's the negative stereotypes that I hate because mm-hmm. I have three kids and I, I have two millennials and I have a zier. And my two millennial kids are go-getters. I mean, they are, they are in corporate America. They are leaders. They are confident. They're ambitious. They're high achievers. They're, they're great kids. And my Gen Z kid, my Gen Z kid, the Gen Z stereotype is tell me what I need to do and leave me alone. And my Gen Z kid is that way. He's not, he's not totally that way. I mean, he's got a personality, but, but he's, he's, <laughs> and, and, and you, you guys all know him. So, um, but he's very much, he's very private. He's not so much into social media. Millennials, the stereotype is they see their parents going through divorce and they were, they were latchkey kids. And, mm-hmm. and if you're not familiar with what I latchkey kids, you know, the, both parents are working and they've got the, they've got the key to the house. And so they're home alone for a little while. Mm-hmm. So I think that possibly could have contributed to the high achiever confidence because they had to be self self reliant. Do you agree with or disagree with that? And I know I love working with millennials and I hate breaking people down by generation. I just like working mm-hmm. with people, but young people today, because I'm a tweener because <laughs> the boomers ended in 1964. The Gen X started in 65. Well, I was born in 64, which makes me really old, but, um, but that's a tweener, and, and they say that's an advantageous <laughs> thing for leaders because you know how to work with the, the generation before you and the generation mm-hmm. that you're currently in. But I love working with the, the generations now because they are so tech savvy and they are, I find them better critical thinkers hmm. in that way. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember when I was younger, you know, the boomers were all the, you know, they were the old guys and they do all stuff, the old stuff. And we're all the young people. And we're all doing the new stuff. Well, now I'm the old guy and all the new people are doing the new stuff. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, and I, I feel like millennials came into, you know, because I distinctly remember AOL discs, Netflix, oh. DVDs, <laughs> four inch um, floppies, sc- right. Four inch oh, yeah. floppies, screechy internet. <laughs> that's, and, that's what we call um, noises. Right. That's what we call McLaughlin, four inch floppy. <laughs> oh jeez! Wow. Um, but you know, it's like we uh, we came into the world by and large, and we saw and like just 
again through my own two eyes like my parents are in that boomer generation very like conservative railroader you know save for your pet you know your your save your dollars get your pension get your social security kind of people and they weren't necessarily the adopters of the technology you know and and so i think that that was kind of a unique characteristic of millennials that they had the experiences of not having the internet, but then also benefited from that technology a little bit later in life as early teenagers, maybe into your early twenties. And so they got to see kind of both sides of the fence. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. I mean, the, the boomers and even, and even uh, early gen Xers, their goal in life was to put 30 years in at one place. Right. Generations since then business hop or, you know, they, I, I, multiple places again, they'll, you know, my, myself included, I've been at three different places. I've been at three different nonprofits. I don't think the be at, be at some place for 30, 40 years is, is the norm anymore. I think, mm-hmm. I, I think people are still doing it, but I don't think it's, it's yeah, well, it's, and, it's not the desire. Right. And from seeing thousands upon thousands of resumes, even, you know, yeah. even your older generations, it seems like that is less common now because it's just, I, I don't know if it's out of that self-preservation or maybe people just are a little more flippant about their employment or if it's just like a, Hey, you know, if this doesn't work out, there's always kind of a gig economy to fall back on. Yep. But, you know, to see five years on somebody's resume now, especially in the younger generations, um, mine included, it's kind of a rare thing, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, yeah. It, generational leadership interests me. And that's why I, when I'm asked to do a presentation on it or talk about it, I, I get excited about it because it's, it's fascinating. It's very mm-hmm. fascinating. Mm-hmm. They're so different. Right. But because, they all have such great, attributes that if we can get communication, if we can learn to communicate effectively. So like the boomer generation going, well, I don't understand why they just won't pick up their phone. Right. You know, (laughs) then you've got the younger generation, like, why are you calling me? You didn't text first. That's just rude. You know, or that mass, I don't want to be a part of a mass email where it doesn't involve me. And I know that we've only got about five minutes left. So just want to, you know, kind of get ready to bring it to a close, but I love the different the, the, the positives of each generation mm-hmm. when they are combined yes. and yes. given strong leadership and autonomy to, to succeed in what they're meant to do. Like, oh my gosh, it's, it can be such a great environment to work in because every piece works smoothly. It's like a well-oiled machine. It's like a race car, you yeah. know, yep. which is, which is what we want to work for. We want to be a part of something fun, fast, yeah. serious, and amazing. Yeah. So, and the cool thing is, is if you, if you tap into those attributes, amazing things will happen. My leadership style is I, you know, I don't hire people so I can do their job. You know, I hire people because they have, they have skills that I don't have. Right. You know, my, one of my favorite sayings is contrary to my wife's opinion. I don't know it all, but I'll surround myself with people who do. And, <laughs> and, and I'll, I'll surround myself with amazing mm-hmm. people. It's amazing what kind of a race car you can get out of this. And I've known Aaron for a little while and Aaron, Aaron is a great guy. Aaron has mm-hmm. got a great, great business. He's got a great reputation. He's got great energy. I love, I love having mm-hmm. conversations with him. He's, he's super smart. He makes me smarter. Mm-hmm. I, know find, I know you guys find that stunning. But. 
Uh, well, thanks, Conroy. That's very sweet. You're welcome. <laughs> well, to that point, Aaron, if you would take uh, the last couple minutes here and let us know a little bit more about uh, what you do, where you're, how people can contact you, because we want to make sure and give you the shout outs that, uh, that you deserve for being a guest with us. Oh, well, thank you so much. Yeah, so I can be found on kind of the main social channels. I do kind of participate in, in Facebook and kind of the traditional ones, but um, you can find me at 79media.com. That's all words, S-E-V-E-N-N-I-N-E media.com. If you want to reach out to me by email, it's Aaron, A-A-R-O-N at 79media.com or call or text 208-215-5812. I'm available pretty much all over the place. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, uh, you know, again, my business does focus on predominantly like the employer branding content, but there is certainly a bunch that I still do in the way of traditional photography and videography, you know, portraits, family photos, senior photos, you know, kind of whatever you want to throw my way. I, I'm not afraid to take on a challenge. So, yeah, that's it in kind of a nutshell. That's so cool. Yeah. Ahead, Jeff. I will say, I will say that he is a great videographer and I love his studio. I've used it for multiple sessions and I've always loved the product that he's put out. It's just absolutely incredible. It's like mm-hmm. top notch. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So for everybody listening, we've always asked you for your feedback, your input. So please uh, email us at ask us at leadership BS. Myra, give me a hand. I forget the email. Ask us at leadershipbs.co. See, that's what I thought. Then I started stumbling, thinking I'm not right. But turns out I had the info. So that's kind of handy. So yeah, email us, give us your thoughts, comments, questions, concerns. And uh, if we see your message and use it on a podcast, you may just get a complimentary disc assessment. And the disc assessment will help you understand a little more about you and how people perceive you, which could be super helpful when you're working with multiple generations. <gasps> see how that ties in? So thanks folks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS Podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askusatleadershipbs.co. That's askusatleadershipbs.co. If we use your email questions or comments, you will win a DISC behavioral assessment and debrief with one of our highly trained podcast teammates. And last but not least, don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much, and tune in next time. We'll see you then.